No, we didn't even do it last time. We did too. We did the wire or something. No, we did this. Pretty sure we did the wire. You're wrong. Okay. We've done that plenty. There's no way of proving that. Your mom's wrong. You wouldn't know since you never listen. That's true. You never listen. So you won't remember it. You are one to fucking talk. I am. I'm one of the three people that talk. (laughs) I'm saying you never listen to any of them. You just happen to listen to last week's. That's true. All right, so we're just going into it. God damn it. Uh, that thing's going to become like Blossom or <laughs> fucking Call Me Maybe on the show. God. All right, ready? And go in and go. Servant above, I'd rather be free and hate than a prisoner of love. Six, six, oh six, six. In the near future, Doc Terror and his cyborg companion hacker unleash their forces to conquer Earth. Only one force can stop this evil: a handful of brave men. In specially created exoframes, they can be transported anywhere. To fuse with incredible assault weapon systems, being down from the space station sky vault, becoming man and machine power extreme. Mark Hudson, brilliant sea operations commander. Dirty, dirty Dustin, rugged land operation specialist. Thomas the Tank, daring air operations expert. Ryan, the Thomas the Tank Engine. Whatever the challenge, they are ready. The Break Room. Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. It's a long-running softcore porn series. I think it's French. That's right. Episode 176 of The Break Room. Like how you confirm your own point there. It is a long-running French porn series. That's right. Should be interesting. Yeah, should. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 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 Sounds three sheets right there. It does. That's right. Probably was, actually. Back in the original Break Room run, he was drunk most of the time. Is that from the original? He looks like Mr. Yeah. T. I don't even know. An Indian. <laughs> you did often look like that. Uh, good point. Because you were three, three sheets to win. That's a good point. <laughs> so, that's what Mr. T is. <laughs> Mr. T, but Indian, is a guy who's three sheets to win. <laughs> Saying that's right. And he was also an Amen, I think. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we don't that's have any right. voicemails, so no questions of the week. No, so, I'll go out. Didn't you. Uh, Take a little vacation this last week? I took a small vacation, yes. I said little. It's the <laughs> micro-penis of vacations. <laughs> so it was really disturbing and unpleasurable? Yeah, there's always pleasure. Do all sizes in your life compare to penises? Yeah, most Basically. sizes. <laughs> I like those. Micro-penis. <laughs> yeah, I, I measure my TV size in Lexington steel dongs. Do you remember TV <laughs> stands? <laughs> How many Lexington... 
How many Lexington steel dongs as big as my TV? <laughs> Let's see. You have to really word it really odd like that, all backwards. <laughs> yeah. Not really true English at all. It's really weird. When I go shop for TVs, the I have to explain so, to the employee, but then they understand the genius of the Well, you system. lay out the bills, don't you? Or the <laughs> dongs or whatever. So, How many of these can I... I have dill molds. I can fit this dong many molds. of these in my actual living room. My measuring tape is just dong lengths. <laughs> it like rolls out. They're all connected They're like all on a string. Pieces, yeah. It's like a big square thing that, that like rolls out really clunky. Well, this is five dongs. <laughs> yeah, but, but how many feet is it? Eh, it's beside the point. <laughs> Who cares? Nobody measures in feet. They measure in dongs. What are you, a dirty euro, using those kind of measurements? God. We're measuring dongs in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's right. It's four, <laughs> four Lexingtons and uh, three-fourths micropenis. Three sheets of the wind Mark agrees. That's right. No, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so your amazing vacation. So yes, my micropenis vacation to the wonderful land of Scottsdale, Arizona. Is that how you described it when you went? Going on a micropenis vacation? <laughs> yep. That's how I booked it. Who? That <laughs> uh, was its label in Expedia? Checking in. <laughs> Hello, I'm here to check in my bags for my micropenis vacation. <laughs> it's like a sex tour to Thailand, but way different. But way worse. <laughs> <laughs> way worse. <laughs> so uh, I, w- I was actually going to phoenix for uh, for business because i'm a high-powered hey, executive hey and uh, you're wearing khakis right. and stuff i was i had to i, I had, uh, had to go buy khakis because negotiating a new contract for the break room? yeah just for me though oh wow how, 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 how? the rest of you guys are out of luck that's the usual that makes sense i mean it it is I'm, what pop syndicate in the break room that i'm kind of net me, neutral are you and not yeah. me and dustin i'm kind of net neutral thomas has to take all of the financial burden and you get all reap all the glory and i just stay in the middle i don't get any money and no yeah. debt i just sit there the meat and that's center money sandwich exactly nobody gets that <laughs> so anyways uh that is that is a joke for three it is um the uh, hotel we were at was actually in scottsdale so i pretty much we can find myself well i went oh crystal went with me oh okay. friday through sunday yeah. i did not know that she did now you know oh she came back yeah she came back did. on sunday okay because i saw your tweet about good to see her face and i was like how did she go with you and you didn't see her face the whole time <laughs> i'll make her wear well, a mask yeah. no <laughs> don't go there <laughs> anyway <laughs> you knew where i was going I know, Look I out. see it in your face yeah i heard it in your voice yeah uh, twisted son of a bitch. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, did not. I lost track. Yeah, so we, we ended up staying. I can't in, imagine how we ended up staying in Scottsdale, and this is my first time to spend any appreciable time in Arizona. I've only driven through there a couple times, fuck? and actually, it wasn't so bad. It was all mid nineties oceanfront in the property weekend. while you were there. I did. Excellent. Uh, it, luckily, it was raining a lot, so it was only mid nineties. The day I left was one hundred nine. But Damn. most of the time it was uh, it was mid nineties. You did get a sh- you did get a chance to uh, kill Dennis Farina while you were out there. That's true. I killed him while I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. That I mean, was, that was my, a kind of that was your main purpose that, for going. Was well, it? that's how I get a uh, better deal on my contract. Was their uh, stipulation was you kill Dennis Farina? Yeah. Micro penis vacation with right. Dennis Farina killing. Right. Exactly. Well, it's very be, interesting. It can't be on the official oh, charter okay. because yeah. he can't actually claim that. That was right. my signature. You have to run contract. your rub your urine on it to see that <laughs> see that actual lettering. I'd say. <laughs> Run a black light over it. Uh, 
I, yeah, I'd never been to Arizona. Obviously, I knew it was hot as fuck. I didn't expect that's it to right. be so humid. It was really humid there. That's, so there's just constant onion crotch. That's probably not normal without all the rain, I well, would assume. I thought I, it was a dry heat. That's always what you Well, hear. then I found out on the last day that they're approaching their monsoon season. Ah. So as that gets closer and closer, it gets more and more humid. Hmm. So, yeah, a lot of onion crotch going on. Swamp crotch. Are you awesome. smelling everybody's crotch? I'm just saying in my own self. No. That's what he does. Hey, didn't he sniff yours right when he came yeah, in? That's all. I don't. Really, I have face blindness. You just don't notice so anymore. The only way I can face tell you apart blindness. is sniffing your crotch. Your sniffing crotches. people's crotches. Yeah. yeah Everybody has their own scent, huh? Mm-hmm. They have crotch scent. That's right. Something I could have lived without knowing. Thomas, yours is like a nice strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> you like strawberry oh, daiquiris, cool. do you? I do. I've never seen you drink one. crotch form, he does. Yeah. Only <laughs> crotch form. Crotch smell form. <laughs> Or only if I can drink them from a crotch. <laughs> God! The smell... Oh, my God. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, the only really interesting thing we did while we were Should there in the vacation part, the non-work part, was uh, went to see Frank Lloyd Wright's house where he died in Arizona. Oh. That was pretty interesting. Since you already got to see Dennis Farina's house where right. he died, you went to another person's house and died. Except Frank Lloyd Wright died much earlier. This is someone he didn't kill. No, my grandfather killed Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, okay. Y'all are just a team of assassins. Basically, the Hudson's just the, take out people in the Scottsdale area. Somewhere in the greater Phoenix area. They <laughs> it has to be specific to that area. Though. We're very regionally specific. <laughs> We're top-notch contract killers <laughs> if they live in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Right, exactly. Um... God. That was uh, architecturally very interesting. It's falling apart. It's actually an architectural school now, yeah. um, but it's falling apart. And for whatever reason, architects are having a hard time these days. And I guess cause <laughs> yeah. real estate is having issues. Yeah. So they're getting fewer and fewer students, and they only have twelve oh students my right now. Goodness. And wow. They had thirty-three last year. I mean, it's a small school. Yeah. But they're not running anywhere near capacity. <laughs> so that was interesting. But the, the building's kind of falling apart. I mean, it's. It's really, really cool, but they obviously don't have the money to upkeep it like they need to. Yeah, that but sucks. The guy, he had two theaters in his house, um, which was pretty sweet. Sounds like the break room towers here. Yeah. <laughs> two, Just uh, like it. Yeah, basically. And originally, like, there were no... There, he wanted to make it like it was camping. Uh-huh. So, for, like, the first 20 years, 10, 20 years, there, were no, there was no glass in the house. There was no roof. It was all canvas. 16. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, uh, they had to live in that out there with and they would just leave doors open all the time so wild animals would just roam into the buildings and <laughs> how y'all doing how y'all doing yeah <laughs> i'm so, a wild animal learned a lot about that about um you can really see how see you later <laughs> frank Lloyd Wright's architectural style and he also designed furniture and you can see how his style in the 40s and 50s really influenced the style of the 60s do you remember the ranch style house uh, yeah. and stuff you see on Mad Men? that type of furniture and did he build TV stands? probably oh, okay what about desk chairs <laughs> no desk chairs. Mm. That's a very unfortunate. And uh, so it would have been more influential if he'd done those as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, would, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, the next day we just hung out at the pool all day and yeah. got really drunk, and that was a lot of fun. You're and, nude, of course, right? Oh, of course. I'm that nude don't. everywhere I go. Well, that's true. You're nude now. So Hopefully not here. Well, I guess you're, you see what you want to see because he's nude right now as well. Yeah. I wish I had your kind of Thankfully, not wearing vision. clothes blindness like you do. <laughs> yes. I don't know. There are times when that sucks, actually. It could, yeah. <laughs> I guess that could be pretty bad. But it's golden right now. Uh, wasn't the, the, I will say that there are two things, that, or three things I noted about Arizonans, at least the Phoenix, Phoenixians, Phoenix, oh, yeah. Phoenicians. Whatever they Pho- call them. Phoenicians. 
People of Phoenix. Scott Stallions? Scott Stalehors? Um, uh, I don't know. What do they call themselves? I don't know. Probably Scott not that. Scott Stalios? Yeah. Scott Stalios? Scott Stians? Scott Stians? Buddies? Scotchins? Scotch, Scotchins, yes. <laughs> Scotchins. We'll go with that. <laughs> so, Scotchins and Phoenix. I've never seen so many bad drivers as I, uh, as I have in Scottsdale and Phoenix. Horrible. They, people seem to have no clue what the fuck is going on. Awesome. Yeah, they'll just like straddle two lanes constantly. It's or because the average age of that area is like 88. So Well, it might be. That may be part of it. But it seemed really empty town. It's apparently a big resort town. It seemed yeah. to be really, really empty. And there's a ton of businesses, but very little traffic. There's, mm, that's weird. It takes forever to get anywhere. How the it's, fuck do they stay open? I guess that apparently they get, uh, in the wintertime, they get 500,000 additional people. Good God. Yeah, that many people flying from Canada and the Northeast. So I think that's when they make a majority of their money. Hot. I guess I can understand, like, mid-August, probably not the peak season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So did you get chauffeured everywhere you went, or did you... No, uh, I rented a car. Hmm. Well, you picked them up at the airport. What kind of car? Yeah. On the way back, that doesn't yeah, really count. true. I rented a Flintstones car. So it was really rough <laughs> In Arizona. Feet. Yeah. yeah the payment rough. just a little bit hot. It made uh, the noise, like... Off. I don't know why you're worried about people straddling lanes. You couldn't catch up to them anyway. <laughs> you haven't seen me how fast I am. Okay. You haven't seen me how fast I am. <laughs> you haven't seen me how fast I am. Great sentence. Um, Four-year-old. Yeah. Oh, the other thing was, oh, wow. for having such a big uh, Hispanic influence there, nobody... Only one place I went to knew how to make queso, and that was the hotel. And it was complete shit day. Velveeta crap. Like, awesome. not even... Maybe it's more like cheese substance. Not even... <laughs> it was horrible. Other... Every other place only serves uh, salsa like and guacamole. The generic Velveeta and hotel cheese dish? sauce that most it was, people make. It was worse than that. Mm. Like it was lower quality than that. It's like made with the nacho cheese from a convenience store. Yeah, exactly. It's like that Rico crap you get at the movie theater or something yeah. like that. God yeah, awful. it was exactly that. Yeah, it was like that. Awesome. Um, yeah, every other place. The guacamole was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but everybody served guacamole and salsa. And uh, Every was, place? Well, all the, a lot of the places we went. That yeah. was one of the main appetizers. McDonald's. And I guess I guess maybe queso is more of a uh, Tex-Mex thing. Could be. But I still expected to see some there other than just the hotel. I don't know. It might be. I don't know either. Um, should be interesting. Should be, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, racism. Um, <laughs> oh, So yeah. there were a couple things. Not not necessarily just racism, but I yeah. one night, the Did night you go out to eat? Crystal left, I got kind of restless, and so I just decided to drive around. Did and I drove. To I drove towards this mountain. I did go out to eat <laughs> several times. I drove towards this mountain. And I just started driving because it was all where all the expensive homes were. Yeah, and I just took random turns and whatever to see what was Trying around. Trying to get lost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see where this takes me. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. I was just yeah. taking turns, and I came up on this one guy's. It was obviously a compound because there's all these nice houses. You go up to this guy's house. Yeah. And he's got giant fences with um, thick razor tipped barbed wire. Like looping the, the top of David Koresh compound type thing. I don't know if it was that big, but there yeah. were all kinds of trailer homes on it, and um, just like the cactus was out of control. And Giant Christmassy cocks. you go up to the main gate. It's an odd thing to and have on a fence. He had like fifty George Bush stickers on the gate. That's weird. Like George W. George Bush? W. Bush. Yeah, they were faded. It's obviously they've been there a while, but they're trying to bring him back or what? Yeah, they're trying. Weird. They're conducting an experiment to Four try to resurrect more him. Four years. He already pretty much served every. <clears throat> possible year he yeah. could so i don't really understand why you'd have that up there so that was interesting they just love him that much i guess and then at the uh movie theater i went to see kings of summer and i was in there with a bunch of olds surprise surprise <laughs> and right. the trailer for fruitvale station came on which is uh 
the story of some teenagers that went to hang out in the city, I guess in New York or whatever in, I forget when it was, it was a few years ago. Yeah. And some, it was some black kids and uh, <clears throat> there was a shooting. And it's the story of that. It's a true story. Is that the one with the guy from Parenthood? Yeah, it? Michael B. Jordan. Okay. I, I, thought, I think that's San Francisco uh, or something. The, the, wire, the Wire before that. Well, whatever. Um, but anyways, Amazing. so this trailer comes on. As soon as it's over, it's like, why is that even a story? Why do those people even matter? And of course, something the next thing that comes God. on is an all-white cast movie. Yeah. You know, like some coming-of-age thing. And they're like, that looks totally hilarious. And I'm just like, <laughs> Grown Ups too. Yeah, it was probably oh, Grown Ups too. Uh, yeah. Well, in Chris Rock in that, it was just. It's not even like the words that I just said or that they said. It was more like that. Did tinge. they say those yeah. words? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god! But it was like why it was like that tinge of. You can question why a movie is made, right? Why is this sure. even a movie? But it was like that tinge of anger, or yeah. it's the tone of voice that said it more than anything else. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Good point. Why'd you reply with that? That's a good know. point. It's a good point. <laughs> so there was that, and uh, you're, you're really not trying to break their mold too much by saying by, by jamming out and saying a good point yeah. right behind them. <laughs> I always bring my guitar. It's a good point. Um, my Just guitar. One chord. Um, so that was That's pretty a good much point, it. Racist old man. It's a good point. The, the rest of the time I just worked. Uh, that was Monday through Wednesday, and then flew back on Wednesday. That sounds thrilling. Yeah, it was real exciting. What you should do next time is be do like Michael Scott and do like I'm going to do name association. Racist <laughs> old woman. Yeah, like shirty. Always playing gu- guitar <laughs> riffs. Got to be a shirty in there every time. <laughs> shirty. And then and then play the guitar and say good point to yourself. It's a good point. <laughs> so I did do something different on this flight that I had never done before, and that was. Pay for a slight upgrade yeah. to the seats. Look at you. And that was to get. It was like thirty bucks per person, so you could get like six more inches of room on your God. on your flight. I feel assaulted in my ears. Is that something you're willing, you like it. willing to pay for to get pop you know out. a little bit more foot space? I've paid for the upgrade occasionally when it's like appeared as like a last minute thing when you're checking in when they yeah. have it at a big discount. I've done that twice, and it was totally worth it for that. Yeah. But would I pay for the full price? I don't know. Depends. I mean, it was like it was thirty-five bucks per person. I think extra or something like that. That's so, not that bad. I mean, it's not bad. The main on where you're going. Yeah, true. I, I mean, it's like I, a two-hour flight. To Arizona, probably not. It's but, not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I I was actually going to pay more. I was looking more just to pay like for when you flew to France or like yeah, you you fly England to France, and shit, then, that's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Or you fly to like Chopper flew back from Australia not that long ago and he had first class and it was like. How the hell did he get first class? The most amazing thing ever. He just got bumped up randomly. <sighs> Pow. Nice. And then there were like clubs and lounges, and it was insane. I was like, man. <laughs> there were clubs and, granted, and lounges you in the plane? like twice as much for those tickets. Yeah, in the plane. Like there was like, like Not at the Roxbury Music Plan? Wow. So it's a full-on disco, huh? <clears throat> I don't know about that. I may have over-exaggerated They were playing this in the plane? In the disco? they play that? You, me, you, you, me, you. Chopper Dave's just doing that with himself. Exactly. I still have never paid for Wi-Fi Girls, on a plane. No, I still they, can't bring myself to do that. I was looking more for Group One boarding because I don't like to check my bags. I like to, you know, just take everything. I think that whole baggage thing is ridiculous. So I watched flight recently. I'll probably never fly again. You're just gonna run everywhere. I'm just kidding. No. Um, but I was gonna pay <laughs> for Group One. Gump everywhere now. God. <laughs> Bye. I brought that uh, Flintstones car back with me. You can use that. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you. It's a little faster than just it's, running. Uh, it sure. seems super. Uh, Energy efficient too. I checked. How'd it you in bring there. it back? I checked it. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you fold it up, put it in the overheads? Did you check anything? I foot pedaled it into the airplane, <laughs> into the belly of the airplane. Yeah. 
<laughs> makes a lot of sense. Exactly. <laughs> so it was an okay trip. I, I don't know that I have a lot of reason to ever go back to Scottsdale other than for business. <laughs> and to kill people. And to kill people, well, yes. Well, That's say, part of work. Say hi to yeah, Scotians. Huh? Just say, say hi to the Scotians. Yeah, yeah, true. Hello, Scotians. Hello, Scotians. Racist Scotians. Scotians. I don't know that we should paint all of them with a racist brush. I'm pretty much say they're all racist. God. I did already. Perfect. Painted. Brushed. God. Painted, period. <laughs> brushed. Period. Ew, not like that. Not with that painted. Why do you always have to go there? Because you're always talking about period. Shut. Oh, my God. Anyway, that sounds like a super unexciting trip. It was honest. super. It was not but thrilling. You got some hangout time with Crystal. Yeah, that uh, was nice. That from the, she wasn't working during some of that time. So no, I, I wasn't working on the weekend. She left on Sunday, and uh, so you have to be nude by a pool. It's all you ever want, really. Yeah, right? exactly. It's basically your life. I'm surprised you don't have a pool yet, actually, so that you can just be nude by it all the time. <laughs> Can't fit it in that house. You don't have and to put, put it in the house. Exactly. I mean, in the backyard. There's plenty of yard to actually sure. put a pool. I have an inflatable pool. I just lay nude by that. <laughs> one of those kitty pools. Those, that. Okay. One of those WTs. I, I want to see a picture with Marcus's junk appropriately blocked out of him <laughs> sitting next to like a 4x4 four four mini kid pool. It's not even that. He's got just focused on. The it's the, so pool. the rest of you is blacked out. <laughs> it's actually the pool at the end of a crocodile mile. I just cut that <laughs> oh off. Oh my God. So you, it's got like just a piece of the crocodile mile flapping. In the tiny pool at the end. So you actually do the slide into the pool? Every time. Well, you can. It's uh, cut off. No, just I, got a little piece I just slide across the grass. <laughs> God. It just it seems, seems like they can ass. Across the That's great. Looks like a dog trying to scratch yeah. his ass in the backyard. <laughs> oh, God. Good times. That sounds fun. We need a I live an exciting video life. of that. Yes. All right. So there's a surprise segment on the other side I don't know anything about, right? Is Mark a douche? That's what we'll discover next. <laughs> On and on broadcasting. Go. You're listening to the break room. Fat kids are stupid. With a gag back. Pop it up and blow it up with a gag inflator. Well, I never. Nickelodeon gag comes in different color sizes and play sets. Each sold separately. Coming soon from Mattel. Disgusting. This week on the Hobo Show. This Sunday, Alex Perot. A.K.A. Muscles Glasses from Epic Mealtime comes to the Hobo Shack. We talk about his work with Epic Mealtime, his future projects, and bacon strips, bacon strips, and bacon strips, and sauce. That's right, Muscles Glasses comes in and fucks shit up. 
join us Sunday, July 28th, here on the Hobo Shack with Muscles Glasses. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download the Hobo Shack app for both Android and Apple devices and subscribe now on iTunes. It's the van to Supervan City. One, two, three, four. You can get into town. Supervan City. Just hold it on down. Micro machines taking over the place with real racing dragsters ready to race. Working bridges in an airport too. A car wash serving you. Supervan City. Micro the Micro Machine Supervan City. You put it together. Vehicle collection sold separately. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back with another break room segment in your face. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back with another break room segment in your face. Sorry, I had to take a picture of my penis. <laughs> That's usually what we do at break anyway. Exactly. So. Either that or go in my restroom and rearrange some shit. That's true, too. Surprise. Or, or some right, on, right on leases Fill out some 401k paperwork for you or something. It wasn't 401k. Good God. <laughs> so anyway, this has been a uh, surprise segment that me and Thomas, uh, we were hanging out last week while Mark was globetrotting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came up with the idea of, you <laughs> know. With the globetrotters. We were out. Uh, having a couple Coca-Colas and, um, you know, decided, hey, this might be a good segment because we were talking about. Uh, you know, craft beers and different kinds of beers. It just kind of came up, and right. different places had different kinds of selection. And um, Mark has always been a very adamant uh, anti Big Three guy. No matter what they ever come out with, no matter by the anything. way, I, you, I, I will still drink uh, Blue Moon. By the way, way. Okay. that was well, an acquired product, I guess. Cool story. Yeah, it was. Cool story, bro. The night we went out on Friday, yeah, <laughs> when she brought us our ticket. I totally signed it, pulled my credit card out, signed it, and then put my credit card back in there, and we walked out. Oh, you left it there. Yes. Okay. Awesome. And the next morning, I was like, oh, my God. Well, they so have I it? I went back down there. Yeah, they okay. had it. That was She's a cool like, story. The waitress was there, and uh, she was Tease like, McGee? oh, I ran after you all after you left. And I was like, does any guy have a hard... Does any guy ha- hate hearing that? And she just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you working it, man. It was nice. So we pulled her right out of there for a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, she's leaving. Remember, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. No. Was that Tease McGee? No, it wasn't. Dude, <laughs> that chick has not worked down there in forever. She's and your favorite. Nobody Vickery. knows who that is either. This was at Vickery. Oh, okay. So anyway, to bring it back to this segment, um, basically what we wanted this was to do. Relevant, motherfucker. <laughs> well, Tease McGee and all that wasn't necessarily. But uh, <laughs> anyway. So what we've done is I've selected a mixture of things from the big three and craft beers, okay. all of the same family, because you can't really... Obviously, I'm not going to be able to throw in a double IPA versus PBR a generic and, American lager. Yeah. So I picked lagers and pilsners from okay. both of the American the American brews and the, you yeah. know, well, the I will, craft brews. I will say this. Pilsners, I've found with craft beer, very few of them are that different. Yeah. Now there's probably some. I don't drink a lot of pilsners in general. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. And loggers are, you know, they're. I don't okay. really like loggers, loggers or pilsners either. But, but it's like I said, those I know. are the only ones you can compare. A- apples to apples. Yeah. yeah. So so I I will I might have a hard time with this distinction between the two. Yeah. So maybe you'll hate them all, but I might. You may also rank at the end uh, of the day one of the Americans at number them. one. 
I, I might. You never so. know. Uh, the only one I can think of just off the top of my head that I really like that's a Pilsner is Oscar Blues. Okay. The Little Yellow Pills. So, gotcha. You know, I'm not, a, yeah, not a big Pilsner fan. You so. have like a document on your laptop, on the laptop there? Do I? I don't want to keep one going. There's like seven okay. of them, so it might be hard to Do keep. I need to rank them by number, or yeah. what am I ranking? Which okay. one? Oh, just by the number of those beers, not like of all time or anything. Yeah. Do you want Which, me to rank? Oh, I was. I thought you meant like. Of the ones you're drinking. There's like, like seven the, of them. Rank, okay, rank, all right. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to tell me what they are after each beer? No. We'll tell you at the at very the end. end. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you I'll, say number one is this, two is this, or whatever you remember. And there's seven of them, you and, said? Yeah. And like I said, I'll know, well, I know what they are, but I'll drink them with you. All right. And, um, you know, because I just kind of like to know, too, because some of these I haven't had either. Okay. So. I'm going to drink two. F it. Okay. Well, we're all going to drink them. So we'll, uh, we'll all rank them, I guess. And Mark will be the only one that's blind to what's actually going on. Right. I'm actually wearing a blindfold right now. He is. Yeah. And over his red eye and his other eyes, it's really odd. Yeah, I have a ball gag in my anus. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't be too careful. All right. Well, that's my my little mouth down there. So, so what do you think of this? Uh, good idea. You it's a good idea. No, okay. I was actually wanting to do. There was an article that came out. Uh, an article. I could probably pull it up, but it it was about the declining sales of uh, the big beer right. people stuff now. And uh, so, yeah, I'm always a fan of you know trying. Obviously, we're both big fans of trying new things. Smells. Lagery. Lagery. I'm I'm gonna guess that's uh one of the big four, but okay, I'm probably totally wrong on that. No, I'm and no, I don't like that. I, I don't really remember which one's which, but yeah. So would you rank that number well, one? <laughs> yeah. So far, currently, it's- currently it's in last place. <laughs> I'll write down my guesses too. So, okay. all right. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I don't like that one at no. all. That one's pretty bad. It's terrible. <clears throat> Yeah, it just I just don't like that the aftertaste. It's like IPA has an aftertaste too. Yeah, but I like it. I like the IPA aftertaste. I obviously, like a lot of stouts, you know. And one day we can actually do some kind of taste test, you know, mm-hmm. and um, or not taste test, but have like some kind of discussion about craft beers and stuff. I mean, want to do that? Maybe we could actually get somebody else in here that's into it also. Yeah, um, just it's kind of interesting in this part of the world, especially the way stuff has been coming up. You yeah, know? should be, should be. I'm, oh, I'm you done with it. Yeah. Definitely done with that one. So, you so number one, not so good. Yeah, I. Uh, it tastes like it tastes like cores. It tastes like cinnamon. But I don't know. That. You think it tastes like cinnamon? No. Did you taste? Did you taste it? Yeah. It was it's not, okay. It wasn't great. That one's considerably thinner, weaker. It's weaker, but I actually think the taste is a little bit better on the back end. Well, I think it's better because it's more mild because it's mm-hmm. because it's a thinner beer. You don't notice the yeah. Out of, out of those two, I would rank that one above number one. <clears throat> Personally, you can dump that. I don't need any more. Oh come on! <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Where would you put it? Um, it's again, it's better, but only because it's more mild. It's not yeah. as offensive. Yeah. So number two, slightly less offensive than number one. Yes. Whatever kind of <laughs> praise you give that. So number two is number one, currently. It is. It's got a stronger smell to it. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> That's rough, dude. When that, that one's rough and thick. It's it's thick and it's kind of skunky. <sighs> yeah, it's okay, but yeah. <sighs> yeah, dump that shit. <laughs> yeah. Number three, no good. No, it's horrible. <clears throat> Damn it! I thought I had that. You all right there, guy? <laughs> Guys puking over there in the corner. Really, man? Come on. Nah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, there's only six of them. This, these stats came out like three months ago, but um, last year, Americans consumed 63 ba- billion gallons of beer in one year. <laughs> wow. How many and, Americans are there? Uh, 250 million was the last thing I heard. Probably it's probably like more like 300 now. So. Yeah. What is that divided by person? Uh, I don't know. Math. Mm-hmm. A hard calculation. That's a lot like the last one. It's just like less offensive. It's better than the last one. Yeah, it's, it's better. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that one is probably. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to guess that one was, was one of the big four because it was weaker. Yeah. And I'm guessing that the other one, the one before, was probably a craft or a pseudo-craft because it has a bolder taste. Yeah, definitely had a bolder taste. There's no doubt about that. And so what are we on five going back already? to the beer stats, uh-huh. so the number one state for beer consumption was New Hampshire with 43 gallons per person. Consumed. God damn. You wouldn't think that for, for New the Hampshire. Year. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's maybe because it's super fucking cold and you have nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these states are like that. So number two is North Dakota with 42.2. Montana 38, or with 40. Mm-hmm. South Dakota with 38. Montana's I mean, they're all... Montana's even worse because that's sparsely populated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Montana is sparsely co- populated. Of course, New Hampshire. It smells like urine. <laughs> Uh, that's probably the best one of the ones we've had so far. That's it's. I would agree. It probably it's is the best. Aftertaste is kind of nice. Yeah, it I don't is. like. I don't care for the aftertaste, but the smell isn't too great. And I, I say it again. It's it's only the best because it's the least. I don't know the most mild. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't have the. It has the least amount of. Uh, but it's a better tasting mild than yeah, than the other one. But it's not very it's not very heavy. Yeah. Uh Texas we landed at thirty four point six gallons per person. That we came in at number eight. Doesn't surprise me. Thirty four gallons. Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. <clears throat> the ten most sober states, uh Connecticut was number one with only twenty one point eight gallons per person. That just seems like a lot. Yeah. Gallons per person. I know. <laughs> That's a big market though to tap, you know. Yeah. You ever, uh, added up how many no, because it doesn't tell you no. the size of beer you were drinking. I mean, yeah, you, exactly. If you presume that all of them are 12 ounces... Yeah. Well, you could probably come up with a, um, yeah, an average. I mean, this one smells a little better than the other one did. Which number is this, six? Yeah. It's fine. I would say that this is number one or two. I'm not sure which, yeah. but I don't know why. Whatever in this category, it's like the least. <laughs> I know the least bold, the better. 
I'm with you. I don't. I, we're both on the same page that we don't like lagers and yeah, and that kind of stuff. Generally, I will drink a Miller Lite every now and again if there's nothing else going on. But <clears throat> all right. So and then the last one. That's it. That, it, there's only six. Oh, there was, okay. Yeah. I thought there were seven. So I don't know. It's hard to rank them, but just I guess I would have to say the last two were the, probably the best two. But the worst was. Uh, was it the first one or that no, third or fourth it was one? the third one the, the the one that had the really really strong taste that was the liquid lager was it really yeah yeah I didn't I didn't care for that when I drank it I can actually tell you pretty much I think how you ranked them uh, I yeah I didn't care for that one when I had it originally when I knew yeah. it was I'm yeah just not again not a lager guy so, no it's a very strong lager too yeah so I'm guessing five and six are probably one of the bit, probably Bud Light and Coors Light. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, second worst one was probably. You hated number one a lot, but yeah, I would say probably number one. That's the uh, Oscar Blues pills that you Is said really? was one of your favorites. No yep. way, yep. that's crazy. <laughs> wow, that was number one. Yep. Uh, probably after that, probably number number two, which was what number two was Coors Batch nineteen. Okay, that's I've had that before. <clears throat> and then what's what's uh, after that? Let's see. Number six, I guess, was the last one. So what's number six? Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. Number six will be the next one, I think. Wait a minute. No. No, no, no. You've sorry. The first three were your bottom three. Yeah. Okay. Well, number one and two. I know what two and one are for you. They're probably, what, Budweiser and... Number two what? is... Uh, what's number three? Yeah. Uh, number three's got to be Lone Star, because that's the one you didn't rank yet. So... Oh, yeah. Okay. Number three is Lone Star regular... Okay. Number two is uh, Left Hand Pilsner. Okay. Number one is Budweiser Black Crown. Are you serious? <laughs> Dead serious. Which, <laughs> I knew so, that was going to happen. Which is kind of why we started this game in the first place. Yeah. Because of my douchery on beer. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I had a feeling I was going to shake out something like that. I went over to Chopper's house, I don't know, yeah. two weeks ago or so. And I was like, man, I had a black crown today, and it was really kind of not bad. And Marcus yeah. was like, but it's not great. Yeah. And I was like, well, but it's hey, not bad. And I know it's definitely the best thing they've done. I know that I think loggers so and shit aren't yeah. the best, but of the group, it's a little it's, funny. No, no, I But your first comment is that the Dale's Pills is one of your that favorites is, in the group, funny. and it's like the last, second to the last one you ranked. <laughs> and then the black crown is number one. That was really. The whole purpose of doing this. Uh, left hand worked its way in there to number two, so you yeah. didn't have one craft in there, but your your top half were mostly... That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> mostly not craft beers. Wow. So, so. great. And we got Is Mark a judgmental guy? Maybe a little bit, based on Me? label. Never. <laughs> that, was the whole, that was the whole determination about this. Don't make any. <laughs> That's you in a nutshell. Yeah. Surprisingly, uh, of the sober states, <clears throat> Tennessee and Georgia are in, amongst the more sober states. Now, maybe they're drinking all moonshine. Maybe. But, like, Tennessee and Georgia were uh, 43 and 42, respectively. Obviously, yeah. homemade is not going to show up in this thing at all. No. Yeah, if you're making, yeah. Uh, Washington State was number 45, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. New York was number 49, with only 22.2 That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I would have thought they would have been higher, for And California sure. was number 44, 25.4. You would think. Maybe people are drinking yeah. a lot of Cosmos in those It towns, doesn't supp- surprise states. me. Just in the... No, they're smoking a lot of weed in California instead. Yeah. Beer is not something you drink and then walk 20 miles, which is what, like, the average New Yorker in the city does. Like, yeah. it's just crazy. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Well, that's true. Our New York correspondent, Thomas. That's not... Reporting from the field. I am at all. I'm <laughs> Reporting in, from Manhattan. I'm sitting beside you. <laughs> 
Thomas, can you hear us? Are you behind? I don't know. I thought you were. I thought you were in Times Square today. Oh yeah, in Kentucky was number forty-six. He was so. pouring beers for us. Yet he was in Times Square. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing all, a lot of those states, at least uh, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and Georgia, are probably all more moonshine liquor. <clears throat> and in fairness, I tried to uh, for this taste test. I tried to do craft beers versus the slightly off-brand that the big yeah. the big ones are doing, like the, the Black Craft Crown esque. and the in the Batch 19. Batch you know, I didn't 19. want to do like generic Budweiser and you know yeah. that kind of stuff. So I would slant guess, it a little bit, but still, well, I would guess those would be more evident because they're yeah. really thin. I actually at the bar at the hotel bar the other day, uh-huh. and the guy goes, he's like, "You look like you need a beer." Yeah. And I was like. I'm okay. He's like, no, man, you need a beer. And he slapped a Miller Lite in my hand. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to be an asshole. So I took a swig of it. Yeah. And they're, it's still really thin. I mean, it's like, you know. But no, Miller Lite's thin. But to me, it just it doesn't. I guess just normally your reaction is like, oh, God, you're drinking that. <laughs> and to me, it's like, it's not that offensive. You know, it's not It's not like, okay, God, I got to get some Miller Lite. But yeah. it's also like, well, I mean, if you want to drink beer and that's there's nothing well, else there, it's not that. It's decent. And part of my... Uh, I guess criticism of the of the big guys is the lack of character in their beer. I agree. They're you know, all kind of the same. Yeah, and they have varying degrees, varying variations on the same flavor. Yeah. And well, they all do lagers. I mean, I don't yeah. know why none of them do ales or even yeah. they're faster to turn out than lagers are. I, I don't I mean, understand that. Whether I like them or hate them, I definitely prefer a beer with a lot of character, like yeah. a bold taste. Sure. It doesn't always have, I don't necessarily have to like it, but I just prefer character in the beer, and that's you know that's my major criticism. I just those. think it's funny, like talking to my father, and you know, talk about this craft beer movement. He's like, "Well, you know, back in my day, if somebody brought Coors from the West Coast, it was yeah. a big deal. You know, well, like, Coors like an exotic beer back that's then. That's what uh, Smokey and the Bandit was about yeah. was making a beer run. Yeah, to get to get uh, beer. Yeah, I don't remember which beer it was. I don't even know if it was a brand name or if it was one they made up, but right. Yeah, it was like because it was a big deal. They couldn't get it, and so they yeah, Smokey the Bandit was up. Stealing beer, crazy, but getting beer across state lines. Long and short of it, we're pretty much usually on the same mindset that there's a lot of craft beers out there that are way better than oh, yeah. any of this crap. But there, we just, I just liked the idea of doing this to kind I of just hit it home with you of the 100% rejection. But there is a, there's, there are a few black crown being the crown on this is just yeah. amazing. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but there are also craft brewers that suck. I mean, oh, sure. like yeah. Canyon Creek, I don't care for. It. They have I've yet to have one beer from them yeah. that I like. It's, yeah, I haven't liked them. They're too thin. Much. They, I mean, the the taste they're supposed to have doesn't seem to be there. Or if it is, it kind of sucks. Or it's just really, really weak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like it's a bad smoky taste. Or, I mean, or something. You know, the, I I think both entities, craft and big, are both capable of making good and bad beer. Both. Sure. But you know, craft are big usually by buying craft and then redistributing it. But yes, they don't do a lot of original. I mean, Budweiser formula didn't exactly change in yeah. forty exactly. years or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, it was a good so, segment. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Thank you. It's a good idea. Great awesome. idea. It's a good survey. Right. So after the break, I guess we'll have a couple of movie reviews for you. A little thumbs of fury action in your pants. Absolutely. Listening to the Bright Room. It's a long-running softcore porn series. Ah, ah, ah. I think it's French. Find us at myspace.com/slash/thebreakroom. Ah, ah, ah. Or popsyndicate.net. Aha. Ah, Here comes the Sweet Pickles bus. My mom, no, how can mine grow upon? 
Your child's head start for school starts with his free Sweet Pickles preschool bus. There are stickers, games, puzzles, and hours of fun inside. They'll make learning basic skills like numbers and letters seem like child's play to your two to six year old. So they'll love to learn. Honest. I think it's Call this number today, and we'll send you this Sweet Pickles bus filled with dozens of learning activities free. We'll also send your first activity pack on approval for $3.89 plus delivery. If you like it, you'll receive two new packs about every four weeks at $3.89 per pack. You can cancel after taking four more shipments. Call now, and we'll send the Sweet Pickles bus to your door. Cinema has been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-minute movie podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. Freeze! Yeah! Let's do go! Yeah! Get Shoot a guy in the back now, would ya? So fire, 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 Don't fire, mess fire, with. Fire, shout fire, and shoot fire, too. Fire, fire, fire. Gotcha. You shout. And it shoots. Take a bath. In any direction. Fire, 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 fire. Now this is what I call back talk. Fire. Voice activated multi-directional. Shout and shoot too. New from Cap Toys. Who else? This is Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Thomas, and Dustin, three brave men who dare to punch pop culture right where it hurts. Today the Break Room Boys have come to destroy the zombified corpse of Arrested Development. And then Mark gives a bucket of kryptonite to Superman Unbound. Let's all point and laugh at the fact that Dustin is a never nude. We've made a huge mistake. Are you ready? It's thumb time. Thanks for joining us, Terrence. We're just always what going to be doing We're always Superman be. and Arrested Development. <laughs> yep. every, for every, every, uh, what else films. are we going to be doing? Yeah. Well, is, is we're not doing else? that, so... That's all we're going to do. Okay. Well, then, good. So I can talk four, about both of those. Season four of Arrested Development. We do need to talk about Orange is the New Black at some point. Yeah, we should. Uh, but maybe we can leave that for next week. Another time. Yeah. So, so, so Thomas can actually participate. That yeah. would be nice. The big boss. So, uh, both Dustin and I watched two movies this week, and I realized that... Did we watch uh, some films? We did. Some films. Yeah. And I realized that they're both... Uh, they're not new, that's for sure. So no. we're a little behind well, the times. Well, one, one of them's fairly new. I mean... Uh, yeah, it's a few weeks old. It's yeah, not like it I mean, came out recently, though. Yeah. But, yeah. but the other one's not... Yeah, the other one's been out for probably. Well, I mean, Candelabra didn't come out that long ago. It was last year. It was that's what that's what I was saying was a few weeks ago. Sugarman's yeah. been out for a long time. Yeah, Sugarman's been out for a while. It was 2012, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm that's just saying like when it was it's made, but weeks, it didn't. Though. It didn't actually get picked up by anybody forever. HBO finally picked it up. Yeah, there was, was they trying to distribute it all last year and never so worked out. We're talking about Behind the Candelabra, which is the <clears throat> movie about uh, sort of a biography of Liberace, who I didn't know. Well, I, was, I've never really known. It was too mainly much about Scott him. Thorson. Yeah, it was the, mostly Scott Thorson's, but but it yeah. was 
his life with Libri- as Liberace's Libiachi. Libiachi's uh, yeah. lava. So I didn't really know too much about Liberace. I'd seen, you know, clips here and there, kid. and of course all the pop culture references all sure. the time. Um, so I didn't really know too much about it, and I knew really nothing about him, other I, than he was very flamboyant and played piano. That's yeah, really all I knew. Yeah, going that's, into that's all it. I knew too. Uh, I didn't realize he was worth 115 million dollars. So I looked that up later. Was he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, no wonder crazy. he uh, could do everything he could do. Yeah. In the movie. Well, anyway. the, the movie talks about he has a piano in every room, and none of which he is, he ever plays. He only plays on stage. Exactly. And uh, so anyway, we want like a, synop- a basic synopsis of what's going on. I guess would be it, yeah. So Scott Thorson. It's mostly about Scott Thorson, which is Matt Damon, and uh, he is a young kid that. Um, is a friend. Scott Bakula is his friend. <laughs> he is. And Scott Bakula knows Liberace. He does. And he brings... Uh, Scott Bakula brings Scott Thorson to... <laughs> <laughs> Scott brings Scott... Amazingly Scott enough, Scott. he doesn't go by Scott Bakula in the movie. Realized, but... I just realized who did this. Yeah, did you like it? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. No. Just did no, you like it? Not not, not going to say it ahead of time. So anyway... Um, so he... Manages to go um, into the dressing room to meet Liberace because of Scott Bakula. And Liberace takes a shine into him. And the guy that used to be on 30 Rock. Hey, I took a shine into you, sir. <laughs> I took a shining to you, Scotty <laughs> <Exactly>. boy. Um, <laughs> that is very Michael Douglas Liberace. Did he here. say it like that? Yeah, that's the way that Liberace talked. He was. Oh, yeah. Did he say that? No, no. Well, he did call him <laughs> Baby Boy. He called Scott and the, his dog Baby Boy both. <laughs> that's true, he did. And uh, it's about their life after that. Um, Obviously, Liber- their life before that was separate. Yeah, so exactly. it was after. It was about their life after they met. Well, Liberace discards his current lover for Scott, and Scott yeah. moves in and becomes a, what a secretary or something. In, yeah, he was but in like title, a dog like, care guy at first, yeah. and then he kind of got upgraded to doing other things, and yeah, um, then totally got upgraded to being in his will, and yeah, well, you know, supposedly, supposedly. And, uh, you know, being his adopted kid that he slept with as well. So it was yeah. kind of a convoluted situation there. It was an interesting dynamic to see how um, both cruel and generous that Liberace was with people. They'd yeah. Give shit out left and right. But then, especially when it came to his personal relationships, he was just a cold-hearted bastard in a lot of cases. Very much so. If, if you know, again, this is from the Scott Thorson point of view. Right. So maybe it's, you know, slightly skewed. I don't know. Yeah. But, yes, he was very... Uh, very generous up front. Very, very generous up front. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as you went along, you see that he tires of things and then mm. becomes kind of an asshole and on that front and then goes to new things in the same way that he went yeah. to the old he follow, thing. follows and, the same pattern. Yeah. And, it's, and they have the, what I did like about it um, was they kind of mirrored the opening scenes with the first lover. Yeah. They did the same thing with uh, Scott Thorson in the dressing room when there's a new guy, right. a new guy or I guess multiple guys in this case. Yeah. Came exactly. along. And this is when Liberace uh, was... They were at this point in their relationship where it was all falling apart. And Liberace wanted to fuck around with other guys, but Scott Thorson was not allowed to. And Scott Thorson never wanted to. Right. He wanted to be Liberace's, you know... According to him, he never... Someone. Yeah. Now, according to him. According yeah. to him. Again, it's all from his point of view, so... He also he, claimed he liked uh, women as well and was bisexual. Yeah, he kept he, claiming he was bisexual. But then he never really explored the female side. Yeah. It didn't look like. But then he um, apparently considered... And Liberace called him out on that. Yeah. Liberace... Well, Thorson was the power top, and yeah. Liberace was the power bottom. Definitely, yeah. And there's uh, a scene that clarifies. Yeah, that. there was. Very, I was uh, a scene. There's a scene. Yeah. So one scene of let's just say their passionate lovemaking, 
and the top and bottom is defined forever? Yes, because they also yeah. discuss no, being a top did, and bottom. They discuss oh, okay. it. They, okay. So yes, one scene did define it. Scott okay. Thorson doesn't want to be doesn't want to be a bottom. Just for the uh, He just wants to be a top, and because he considers being a bottom disgusting. He even yeah. says that to Liberace, who yep. is the power bottom. He considers it disgusting. Yep. And degrading, and so they have a big fight about that. Yep. So it's interesting that you know this movie wouldn't get picked up by anybody because they considered it "quote unquote" too gay. Was that the comment? That was the. That's why it had taken so long to get made because all the studios they would bring the script to said it was too gay. See, I I didn't really feel like that. I felt like it was. I mean, I heard frankly saying "Brokeback Mountain" and that "Brokeback Mountain" was more "quote unquote" gay. Yeah. You know, than, was it? than this. I mean, it, well, the scenes in it were way more graphic in yeah. that than it was in this. I mean, there's one kind of barely seen from the, the side of a bed. Well, there, know, the, gay, really the gay, quote unquote, gayest scene was yeah. Scott Thorson power topping yeah. uh, Liberace's power bottom while Liberace. <laughs> what else, is what all, else would it be power? What else would it be power topping? <laughs> That's um, a good question. He's like sweating yeah. and. Just They're real, trying to take some kind of drug. At yeah, and he, exactly sure well, it's poppers. Was. He's taking poppers. Poppers, okay. Yeah, and he keeps telling him to take poppers because it'll it'll make him. It stay, makes it better. Yeah, it makes it better, and <laughs> it'll it'll help keep you hard. So yeah, um, yeah. He keep he keeps encouraging him to take poppers, but then doesn't want him to take whatever those diet pills were that exactly. he was addicted to. That the. Very insane, Rob Lowe. Yes, was. that was Rob, First of all, yeah, that's what we, we should talk about the the. Uh, Rob plastic character? surgery yeah. angle of this and yeah oh, Rob, the plastic surgery surgery angle is very disturbing yeah so first of all mike uh michael douglas looked quite a bit like liberace of course he had heavy prosthetics on his face sure especially for the once he got his first facelift yeah it was obviously a lot of you know fake cheek implants and stuff or he couldn't close his eyes which apparently was a fact yeah he, really yeah. his yeah. face was stretched so tight that he yeah. couldn't close his eyes and um sounds awesome yeah and then, yeah, Rob Lowe played the plastic surgeon who himself had had plastic surgery. He was so <laughs> creepy looking. Really? He looked really, really weird. He yes. looked like one of the um, the elven people from the Dark Crystal. Yeah, he kind of did. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he did. The Gelfs or whatever they were called. Yeah, I would agree with that. Or the Gilfs. Whatever they're called. I don't, I don't know what they're called. They were but, called either of those. But he had. The Gilf Gelfs. He kind of looked like the Gilf Gelfs. <laughs> but, you know, Rob Lowe, he's not ugly, but he's kind of distinct looking in his yeah, own right he is and then you add and then you the, accentuate it I you feel accentuate like many it. women think he is very attractive yeah I know I know I'm just saying he's very distinct looking yeah. and you add in the fake plastic surgery and probably he looks, more so like 25 years ago yeah but yeah maybe some still do and they added in the fake, fake plastic surgery and then feathered hair yeah the feathered hair and too. it was just he was so creepy yeah. looking oh yeah and he looked like he was always drugged out and dazed like he he did a really good job. Yeah. I was very impressed by that. Rob Lowe was one of the best performances, actually. I thought. Yeah, he was he was really funny. Um, I wish Dan Aykroyd had been in there more. Yeah, he, he played uh, Liberace's agent yeah. agent, and he was funny. But they didn't give him a lot of dialogue either, no, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. Um, and then I thought Michael Douglas was excellent as Liberace. I mean, he, he really managed to affect that voice of. Yeah. Oh, Scotty boy. <laughs> yeah, baby boy. He sounded very Liberace esque. Aren't from... you a doll? Yeah, exactly. And For any he, time I've, I, not that I've like heard long speeches by Liberace, but yeah. the times I've heard him speak, it sounded very similar to what well, I've heard. I did hear him that, read that one time, the Bill of Rights, and yeah. that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Should be interesting. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rob Lowe was creepy, and then Matt Damon, I mean, was pretty much he was Matt fine. Damon. Yeah. He was He wasn't anything special, really. No, I mean, he was just regular old Matt Damon. I yeah. mean, I think he was really good, especially at the yeah, end. He was fine, yeah. When their relationship was falling apart, he was really good. Yeah. 
I don't know that he deserves any sort of awards nod for it, but he was good. I don't think he does. I, if anybody does, it's probably Michael Douglas or Rob Lowe. Yeah, I I, I would say but, Michael Douglas is definitely up for a nod. Yeah, he probably should. Um, he was really good. And then, um, what else? Like, I can't believe this is Gordon Gecko doing this role. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I had some problems with it. I, I thought... The pacing was a little off. The pacing was really off to me. Yeah. Um, but, again, that is often a problem I have with Steven Soderbergh movies. Oh, I think his pacing is really terrible, usually. Outside of Ocean's Eleven, it was fine. I mean, it was... A, and that was that was kind of different than a lot of movies he tries to do. Yeah. But um, I thought it could have been a little... I don't know. I think they could have explained the whole way it unraveled at the end. They kind of just went to... Spoiler it, alert. It the whole AIDS thing. And yeah. he just had it. He called... They had this big breakup. Yeah, they have the divorce. This big ordeal. Then he just calls him and Scott Thorson comes over like, hey, what's up? Yeah, man? they... When they're they like, we're, we're just good friends again. They go from like 1982 to 1986 or something. They yeah. jump. And I was they, like, yeah. eh, it's just... That that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Let's, you know, flush us out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it seemed... The, the ending seemed... For all the build-up, the ending seemed really, really hurried. Yeah. The climax being the where they're throwing um, Scott Thorson out of Liberace's house that he had yeah. given to Scott Thorson. Right, yeah, exactly. And one of the examples of, of Liberace being very cruel. Yeah, supposedly, you know, he gave it to him for security, yeah. and then he throws, then he him, throws out him out of it. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty weird. And uh, But I, the, I think, if anything, I mean, it, as far as costuming goes, it had some great replicas of, yeah. of Liberace's stuff. It did. Um, I, I thought it, was, it all felt very authentic. It's just like the pacing again. As, exactly. And I really don't see how this was ever going to be a theatrical release film. It's not. It's paced like a TV movie. It's not paced at all. It kind of like feels like it could have been a miniseries or something, really. Yeah. <laughs> the way it was shot. Yeah. Loving and, um, Liberace. I don't know if that's, you know, good or another insult to Soderbergh, which I don't mind throwing insults at him because I generally hate his stuff. Yeah, I, but, I, don't, I don't either. Um, it's one of the better movies he's done, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, out of the, yeah, out of the stuff he's done, it's probably... My second favorite, but I've seen. For me, I think what up lifts the film up is Michael Douglas. Oh, absolutely! Michael Douglas's performance is what really yeah. sells it. Um, the material he was given was decent, but I think yeah. he, I think he did really well with. I think he did better than like just somebody generically could have done with yeah. it. You know, I, I did love um, the. It, I laughed. I lol'd. Yeah, when uh, they had that shot of Liberace without the hairpiece. Oh and yeah, just his old man body it was so <laughs> shocking. And so you can, I, I thought that felt very authentic that yeah. Scott Thorson would You've never would seen me without my hair before. Yeah. They're quite lifelike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to put you in charge of my wigs. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, his, yeah. Like I say, his portrayal was really what, what sold that movie. And I then mean, the supporting cast was pretty good, too. The history of it's interesting. I don't, it's never a movie I'm ever going to watch again. No, no. It's not, it's not a repeat watch. It's not even... Other than Michael Douglas' performance, I wouldn't even say there's a lot to watch for. Yeah. You know, just, well, and just the creepy factor of Liberace yeah. is interesting too. Like um, that we didn't really cover it, the plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually at one point gets you know Matt Damon. Uh, he goes and gets his own plastic surgery with the eyes that stay open, and everything, and he's like, oh. And going to the Rob Lowe character, you know, can you make him look like this? And gives like a younger picture of yeah. him and then gets Matt Damon's character, you know, Scott Thorson to have this surgery to try to look like a young Which, Liberace well, that he's having sex with and yeah. wanting to adopt. It's a very convoluted, yeah. he's a very convoluted person. If he was anything, I mean, if that was even 50% right, he was, he yeah, was pretty that, fucked up. Well, weird. and I thought that was, I thought it was great with Michael Douglas there in the plastic surgery there. I thought it was not as great with Matt Damon that at first he really looked creepy, like yeah. plasticky. Yeah. Like when he was wearing the marching band uniform, the yeah. rhinestone, ma- which was hilarious. Yeah, I know. 
he looked they looked like a really they had really done something to his face and then later it felt like he wasn't wearing any yeah, no, he kind of looked like his normal self again. And then he would go back. With like a little butt chin. Yeah. But they like stuck a fake butt chin so on. That was it. It was very inconsistent. Yeah. So well, um, Again. And was it just me, or did it look like they had spray-painted abs on Matt Damon? <laughs> it kind of I don't did. think those were real abs. I think they were spray-painted abs. Yeah, it looked kind of weird. They looked a little unnaturally yeah. defined. Yeah, like they Like shaded. It looked like they had somebody had spray-painted abs on him. Yeah, I would agree. But yeah, um, that, that picture on the lower right is the marching band uniform chauffeur. Yeah. So. That's really weird. Yeah. The gaudiness, like you say, the costuming, the gaudiness was all done really well. And it Michael Douglas you, was done well. It makes you wonder how, like, how did that guy ever really become popular? Is it because yeah. he was just such a showman? I don't. Again, I don't know much about Liberace. I can't say I've ever listened to any of his songs. And it's just, it was also interesting how much they wanted to hide that he was gay. Yeah, like, it's such a big deal they He's, made about it. He sued people. He main, yeah. He had wrote a book that maintained his his uh, yeah. first. Uh, or his de-virgining was some older lady, and then it was actually a Green Bay Packer that yeah, exactly. apparently... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they really? get into that story. Yeah, yeah. awesome. But, um, yeah, because he's from Wisconsin, I guess, yeah. and one of the shows he did, he hooked up with a Green Bay Packer at some point. And that was his first power bottom experience, I yeah. guess. Bottom. But, uh, anyway, overall, I'd probably give it... I don't know. I'd say it was like three out of five for me. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, if I was giving it two thumbs, one sideways and one up. Like... It was good. Not great. But it wasn't... But yeah. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, I would never watch it again. Yeah. And, um, that, I mean, that kind of goes for Soderbergh movies in general. I'm not, I don't have, like, a big passionate desire to rewatch Ocean's Eleven either. Yeah. You know, I, I like that most out of any of his movies. Right. Uh, it wasn't god-awful like a lot of his movies. Yeah. But um, it definitely... It, it had some... The pacing was better than some of his terrible movies, mm-hmm. but it still was off. And, like I said, I didn't even know it was him until after I watched it. And at the end, I was like, ah, I don't know. This is a little... You know, there's something yeah. missing on this, and I was like, "Oh well, no wonder it's Steven Soderbergh. No I wonder know, it wasn't I, as good as it could have been." I didn't know it was Soderbergh until the end. Yeah, his really? worst to me, his worst movie is still The Girlfriend Experience. Have you seen that? Never seen that. Oh my god, that's nope. horrible! And it's got Thomas's favorite, Sasha Gray, in there. Yeah, never said she was my favorite. She, Leave me well, alone. You like Power Bottoms, and she's the Power Bottom. <laughs> Literally, I'm not sure she's ever declared that. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've seen. Uh, Oh god! Several full frontal Solaris. Those yeah. are probably two of the worst five movies uh, I've ever seen in my life. Magic Mike. No, never. I haven't seen that's one. I haven't Mike. seen. Um, you got that? I don't in really your have queue. a great desire to see it, but I mean, whatever. Supposedly, uh, this was going to be his last directing experience. Well, that's was, good for the world. I uh, kind of doubt that's yeah. actually the case. But I doubt it, it won't is too. Be. But, but that's that, what that he would said. be great for the cinema. He said, "Yeah, he said my life with Liberace, or whatever the fuck it was called. Oh, Candelabra." Yeah. That's the book title was yeah. Behind the Candelabra of My Life with Liberace. Yeah. This was going to be his last directing experience. I doubt that. Like, uh, I kind of think the character of Che is interesting, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to watch the movie Che because it has Benicio Del Toro as the lead and Steven Soderbergh directed it. <laughs> Two of my kryptonites together. Benicio never Del, Toro, watch that. Del Toro can be good. It just when was he ever good? He's uh, been plenty good. When? Name uh, one time. Savages. You need to watch that movie. He's You're talking really about the good. one with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? No. No, okay. Then I don't know. I What's don't know the, what that is. Why? I'm suddenly drawing a blank. The, the movie with... Uh, Savages, Kevin. Way of the Gun was a good movie. Not really. It was okay, and he wasn't I good. I never saw what Way else? of the Gun. Uh, the Wolfman was terrible. I've never seen that. The Wolfman was horrible. Traffic was way, way, way overhyped. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Uh, let's see. What was... Uh, Savages what was is real good. You should see that. Well, I don't mean to like defer to Benicio Del Toro talk. But. The Usual Suspects. He was good in that. Yeah. That was uh, a good one. It was okay, I guess. But I mean, that was a good movie overall. But 
He's not the reason to watch Usual well, Suspects. No, I'm just saying you're asking where he was good, and I'm saying he was good in that. You okay. said you didn't say where he was he good. You said name one movie he's oh, ever yeah. been good in. Yeah, there you go. Okay, maybe he was go- maybe he's okay. I think that. he can be a good actor. He uh, can't carry a movie for he shit. Was, he was maybe he was maybe no, a supporting I, character in Usual Suspects. I don't Suspects. say yeah. He was in Snatch. That was good. Um, but again, not a lead. But again, yeah, he was he was a, a okay supporting let me, actor. Let me change any movie I've seen him as a lead. Yes. has been fucking awful. I would agree that that's probably often the case. Yes, I can't think okay. of one movie where he was the lead that I would say he was great. Okay. He wasn't the lead in Savages either. Okay, well there you go. So maybe it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, those Chi movies or whatever are probably the only ones he is. He was the lead in Wolfman. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that, that, that was horrible. terrible. There's three. Yeah. I'm sure Traffic. He was a lead. Not good. So there's 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 three or four movies there. So let's talk about the next thing we watched, which uh, documentary that came out last year about the Elvis of South Africa, uh, Sixto Rodriguez. Sixto Rodriguez called "Searching for Sugarman." Not, not Sugarman, like Spider-Man know, Sugar or Goldman, Man. but yes. Um, I was kind of surprised. So I'd heard a lot about this documentary and uh, how good it was. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. I I thought it was actually really well done. Um, out of the two, I liked it way better than Candelabra, yeah. if I had to pick one of the movies. It, it was paced really well. I really liked how they cut up segments yeah. um, with almost like miniature music videos of his songs. Yeah, they would. They would do like, a, they'd play a song and then have like either an animated version of something yeah. going on, or they would have like uh, old pictures. Or, or him or walking something. down the street or something. Yeah, or they might just have somebody walking down the street or something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting how they tied it into the whole South African Revolution and how he was, you know, his music was... Yeah. That American Revolution influence on the people there, and that it inspired people to yeah. try to end apartheid. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was interesting that all this happened—the time frame of the uh, revelation of him coming back to South Africa or coming to South Africa after finding out that uh, he, he was wasn't double dead. That he wasn't double dead. People <laughs> thought he uh, thought he'd either shot himself on stage or, or set himself, himself on, on fire. fire. On there, stage. Was, there was all kinds yeah. of crazy stories about him being dead. I thought it was interesting that all that happened in 1998. Yeah. And yet we've heard nothing in the last 10 years. Like, yeah. how, did those, how was this documentary not made earlier? Well, probably because he never did anything here ever and never has. Yeah. You know, and so nobody knew who the hell he was here. Yeah. Um, he made it big, obviously, in South Africa. And then, like we were talking about before the show. He would think this documentary would have been made sooner. Yeah. And then... Well, he also did well in uh, Australia, which they yeah could, they, don't, they could have touched on. They don't mention in the, in the movie, documentary. and they they do mention on, in Wikipedia that he in 1979 he toured Australia. My uh, only complaint about it is that they imply that he hadn't been on stage yes. in forever, and then yeah. he finally did. Yes, I know 20 years is still a long time, but they imply that he'd never played sold out arenas or never done yeah. anything like that ever. He just released those two albums and went into obscurity. Yeah. But that's not exactly accurate. Well, but that really doesn't, to me, it doesn't really detract from the documentary because no. it's mostly about, well, it's well, 99% about South Africa and them finding him there. As they point out, the South Africans were unaware he was uh, a hit in Australia. Sure, yeah. I mean, the apartheid, you know, shut all that down, so they didn't yeah. know any of that. I wish they'd gone into more of the apartheid history. I know it was supposed to be more about him, but I, yeah. I would have liked to see more on the censorship than sure. they did, you know? Well, I mean, I thought it was interesting they showed that he had his records and they they would come in and scratch out certain songs of his that they yeah. weren't allowed to play. And um, so, I mean, they got into it some. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's I'm sure that's a whole separate documentary yeah. if you want to read, watch about that. But yeah. um, it was, I thought it was really well done. Uh, you know, it was interesting how quiet he was. Well, you know, after that also I read something about um, just how he's living now and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he still doesn't even have a TV and doesn't... Yeah, he's still living in poverty. Living in that... Yeah, he's made over like 
seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars on these tours. And he gives all of his money away to his kids and to charity and everything and else. And charity, doesn't do yeah. anything with it. He still lives in run broke ass Detroit broke ass on Detroit. a broke ass house. He's lived in for forty years. Um, but you know, I will say, like to his credit, he's living the life of that of his songs. You yeah, know, it's, he is. And his songs are. I mean, I haven't listened to a, you know anything outside the movie. Yeah, but. And I had never heard anything prior to this, other than I'd heard the the hook from the song "Sugar Man." Yeah, um, somewhere before, and I, I was really impressed with his lyrics. I mean, he used to stand in a club; he would stand with his back to the audience, the way it would force people to listen to the lyrics and not look at him. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting concept. Plus, I thought they also said he was kind of nervous. <laughs> that's part yeah. of why he would do that too. Yeah, that's that's true. But um, you know, to me, it struck me as a a clear singing Bob Dylan almost. I mean, he had those kind of storytelling lyrics. Yeah. And those, and I'm really kind of surprised it didn't pick up a little bit more than it did. Did you find it interesting in the documentary too when they confronted the guy who owned the record yeah, label? That's and what I was what, about to talk about. What a the, dickhead he was. Yeah. Is so his name Rodriguez James Olmos? <laughs> he does look a lot like him. <laughs> he does. Um, Just curious. So it was the head of Sussex Records uh, in America at the time, and his name was uh, Carlos Avantes or something, something like, like that. that. I don't know. Um, uh, Deny Grita or Avanta Clar- oh, Clarence Avant yeah. sorry Clarence Avant of Sussex Records and you know this guy sold over 500,000 copies of his records in South Africa and he never saw one dime of that from three different uh, distributors supposedly three different, that all, yeah. they all claimed that they were giving the money back to Sussex Records the mm-hmm. royalties that they were supposed to yeah. and this guy's like oh, I didn't see any money I mean it's all bootleg crap over there who knows what we got I, really, I thought what was going to happen was they were building up to find a villain of the story and yeah. then it was going to be like, well, we actually thought he was dead, and we didn't know where to send the money to. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was no estate. But no. But it turns out, he's actually a bastard. Yeah. This, this uh, Clarence <laughs> yeah. Avant guy. That, yeah. And he's just he, real confrontational when they ask him about it. And... It's funny, too, because at first he seems really sad about the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, he really misses Rodriguez. Yeah. And yeah. by the end, he's just like... Why the fuck would anybody care about where that money went? That was the 1970s. You think that contract's going to hold up now? Yeah, exactly. And I actually feel like it would. Lord. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like, you think anybody's going to give a shit about that money now? Now, Nobody the producers cares. all came across as pretty awesome that worked with them. They all seemed yeah. to really like him a yeah, lot. They did. And were shocked that, you know. And they produced pretty big name people. Like, I can't even remember him off well, the top of my head. Even that guy, that Clarence Avant guy, said that he thought he was better than Bob Dylan. Yeah. I mean, and, did they play a lot of the music during yeah. the whole thing? And he sounds. He's, a, he's like a. A clear sounding. He's like a Bob Dylan with a good voice. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of does. I mean, with the clearer voice. Clearer voice. I mean, old it's Dylan. Made, old Dylan had a decent voice, but it's you know it was better even than that. Yeah. And uh, some of his lyrics were most of them were pretty good. I mean, there some stuff's kind of like yeah, but most of it's pretty good. Yeah. It was definitely. It was definitely of its time in the seventies, no mm-hmm. doubt, and it was better than a lot of crap that was getting written back then. Yeah. And the actual musicality of it was good. I mean, I like the the orchestral backing of a lot of the songs yeah. and you know they, they were pretty good to me i don't really understand i don't know what happened well know. if you did, again didn't get the radio airplay yeah back then was so crucial well and yeah especially, especially back then back then too i think you i could be wrong but i, I think it was still play playola back then where you would pay to get yeah true your, and if they weren't doing it for them, they I weren't guess. paying them the money then yeah that may not have happened true but um Anyway, I mean, overall, I'd give that I'd give that documentary two thumbs up for sure. Yeah, I, really, I would say you should watch it. I think it's a really good watch. Uh, uh, it's an easy watch, and it's yeah. The guy seems genuine. I mean, yeah, he does. Really seems to be. Um, it, like I said in that article I was reading, he 
that you know that documentary won an Oscar, and he said he didn't even know he was asleep, didn't go to the Oscars. <laughs> Somebody called him later and told him because he yeah. didn't have a TV, he didn't watch it or anything. Yeah, told him that he didn't even have a cell phone until his daughter like made him because she was tired of looking around the neighborhood trying to find him somewhere and <laughs> well, wanted somebody to communicate wow. with him. And they would talk about how all the meetings they would have with him, him and his record producers. He would be just like meet me on this corner, and they would show up to some broke ass corner of Detroit, <laughs> yeah, and he exactly. would just he would just appear out of nowhere, and they would have their meeting. <laughs> it was like Batman on or something. Yeah. They would disappear. It's amazing. <laughs> I am Sugarman. <laughs> exactly. try, try out different voices on him to exactly. find out which one seemed the most right. conspicuous. Hey guys, hey guys, I'm Sugarman. <laughs> We're talking about record number two. <laughs> But yeah, so, it was it, it was really interesting. The guy seemed interesting, and the family seems you know they made decent amount. I mean, reasonable amount of money at this point, yeah. but they still seem pretty humble. And it's interesting. He pretty much just quit after that. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously he went to Australia in '79, but he went back to doing demolition work. Yeah, and construction and stuff like that. And I'm surprised that he didn't at least continue to play in pubs or yeah bars or something. True. Yeah, you'd think he'd do something, but yeah. He at least want a copy of his stuff, which apparently didn't even have. Yeah, nobody else. So. He didn't have a copy of his own records. He couldn't buy it anywhere in so America crazy. at that point. Yeah, uh, but you, still, you should have a copy of them. Of you the think he'd at least have his studio. own? It's yeah. crazy. Well, the producers had it, I guess, because they were playing clips. Of yeah, it. he's but, obviously not too attached to the material possessions yeah. of this world. Well, it's not like he had probably anything to play it on. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what he does if they're in the dark or something. I don't know, but I don't know. Anyway, again. Uh, two thumbs up on that one. Yeah, it's a good watch. Dollars. And I will say about Kings of Summer, which I briefly mentioned earlier, it's a good watch. Uh, remi- it actually reminds me of us, especially when we were in high school. Because we were the Kings of Summer back then. We, we pretty much were. But it, it's about three friends, and they go out to the middle. Of the, they live off the land in the summer between semesters. Because <laughs> we did that. No, no. I'm, saying, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the personal relationships reminded uh, okay. The thrill of those three boys reminded me of us in like, us middle school, boys. high school. Of us three boys. Well, that was back when we were one being, too. So. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a fun watch. It was good. I, it's not like five, 50 thumbs up, five stars, but it was, it yeah. was good. So I didn't even know that came out. I'd, I'd never even heard of that. Yeah, it's uh, Nick Offerman and um, his wife. The used to play, what's her name on? Uh, uh, Deny Gurira. Used to play the rich lady on Will and Grace. Oh, oh, he's actually married to that the Karen girl. She plays his like ex-wife in Parks and Rec. Oh, really? As well. yeah. yeah, they're actually married. God, that he, woman's voice makes me want to shoot somebody in the face. She's actually really funny. Her and the guy that plays her husband in this movie. Yeah, they are. They play these parents that are just kind of overly involved in their kid's life. Yeah, and the comments they make about their son is just—they're just hilarious. It's obviously they're just improving or something, but they're, yeah. they're really, really funny. Uh, Nick Offerman's good. He plays a more subdued character in this. Oh. Um, then he does in like Parks and Rec or other <laughs> stuff and that other movie he just came out with but it was good I, re- I enjoyed it um, you know aside from the racist comments uh, well that had nothing to do with the movie though yeah <laughs> let's not throw that in well, there and take the film why, why, why does that need to be associated <laughs> oh, with the know. film that was in a broke ass uh, corner of Phoenix too it was exactly a, it was a, a non-stadium seating theater and, uh, and it reminded me a lot I didn't of know the, those broke ass uh, theaters existed anymore well it's like the galaxy here not the galaxy the What's the one we almost got in a fight over trying to get tickets? That was the Galaxy. Well, that was the, that's the yeah. Galaxy, yeah. It's like, it was reminding me of that theater. <laughs> Real rundown. And, yeah. Except that one is... Way below you? Yeah, way below yeah. my standard. <laughs> so you never been that poor? I never have. All right, well, I guess that about wraps up this show. <laughs> Does it? I think so. Unless we have out, more to talk out, about. Gasoline high five. Out, go out, gasoline high five. Out, go out, gasoline high five. Hi, my name is Terrence Jackson. I work at Urban Convention Center, and I'm listening to The Break Room. <laughs> I'll go at Gasoline High Five. The Break Room.
The break room. The break room. All right. Well, gasoline high five. Call us and go out, out, go. Leave us a question of the week. Four six nine six six five nine eight two seven plus one. Four six nine six six five nine eight two seven plus one. Four six nine plus one five nine eight two seven plus one. Four six nine. You can always email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. You can find us at myspace.com slash the breakroom. Hello, this is Charles. <laughs> That's the old number. Some number on there. Oh, uh, I thought I thought that number. <laughs> Facebook.com slash breakroomshow, which I never have, I haven't updated in like two months. Popsyndicate.net. You've been too busy updating the MySpace page. That's right. Uh, Popsyndicate.net. And you can find Still our sister shows, the 15-Minute Movie Podcast, and the Hobo Shack, although... Stefan never updates his own show anymore. I'm, not, I'm so. just not. I don't. Awesome. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. And his picnic pants. <laughs> uh, yeah. Call us. Leave us question of the week. Uh, no idea what we're doing next week, but um, it'll be I'm awesome. The, ho- the uh, Hobo Shack is having muscles glasses from Epic Mealtime, which should be uh, on this week, which should be really I'll entertaining. I'll go out gasoline high five. So. I'll go out gasoline. Way to go, Nate. Five. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Will we? <laughs> A lot of love in, in your pants. All right. Gasoline. High five. High five. Out. Go. Out. Go. Out. Go. Out. 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 Go out. Gasoline. High five. Gassy crap. This is Morena Vacron yeah. from Firefly and Homeland, and you're listening to The Break Room. Oh, my God. Gasoline. High five. Out. Go out. Oh, yeah. You know what? I could probably get here. How's your pie? How don't, I'm not. I'm just not. I don't. No. Why are you eating my food? Get out! Did First you go out to eat? Yo, this is the head. Take the fucking cock out of your ear and listen up. That had to be the funniest episode I've ever heard. Now I guess that's about it. Well, I'll be seeing you later. I would like to taste you, Coopers and masturbators. I was trying to make the horse have a baby. Just have for you the ever A-hole. Dreamt of giving birth to a Neanderthal baby? Come in, my finger. No wonder I'm so limp. Sugar man, won't you hurry? Cause I'm tired of these scenes For a blue coin Won't you bring back All those colors to my dreams Silver magic ships you carry Jumpers, Coke, Sweet Mary Jane Sugar man false friend on a lonely dusty road lost my heart when I found it it had turned to dead black coal silver magic ships you carry jumpers coke sweet Mary Jane Sugar man, you're the answer that makes my questions disappear. Sugar man, 
Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room.